When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. You're listening to a Score North podcast right now, and if you're a business owner, so are your customers. In fact, I could be talking about your business right now, telling the tens of thousands of loyal fans about you and sending them to your business. Find out how you can partner with your favorite Score North podcast. Visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Fill out the form, and we'll get in touch with you quickly. Once Phil, Judd, Declan, or others start talking about your company, you'll be amazed at how many fans start showing up. So visit scorenorth.com now and enter keyword partner. Non-stop Vikings talk. It's Purple Daily on Score North and ScoreNorth.com. Purple Daily, presented by Surly Brewing Company. Yes, welcome in to the Austin Schlotman Celebration Podcast. That is Purple Daily, Purple After Dark, boys. Hold on. Schlotman or Schlotman? According to the Vikings pronunciation in the press release, it's capital S-H-L-O-T-E. Schlote, right? Schlote. Schlote. And then small M-A-N-N. Okay. Schlote. Right, Hold on a second, though, because I have, I found this. Mm-hmm. I'm going to add this to the. Uh, the Roller Dome? What is the this? The Roller Dome. It's an old school <laughs> oh, Vikings towel from a line that, I'm not joking, Mike Mike Ditka used in like 1989 to describe <laughs> the Metrodome. He called it the Roller Dome. And right now, that's become the official Vikings towel of this show. All right, there it is. The Roller Dome towel. towel. Wow. Roller wow. Dome, baby. What a great Throwback. addition to the show here. So, uh, yeah, well, Purple Daily and Purple After Dark, powered by the Roller Dome towel and Surly Brewing Company oh, and yeah. TCL TVs, which has a new lineup of award-winning TVs, delivering the most entertainment with stunning resolution, all at an affordable cost. Enjoy more of the things you love with TCL. So, all right. I feel like we needed a disclaimer on the beginning of all these. And we're gonna, we'll are gonna pop your comments up on the screen here. Uh, if you're watching us on the Purple Daily YouTube channel, click subscribe and the like button so we can spread the word about the show. Thank you very much. We just want the Vikings to win a Super Bowl before we die. And, uh, you know, they're, they're not really making a huge splash <laughs> in free agency to this point. So they have signed you know, defensive tackle Harrison Phillips. He's a legit player. He's a starter. Great. Uh, Jordan Hicks, the linebacker, to potentially play alongside Eric Kendricks in a 3-4 base. Great. Uh, the other two moves they've made so far, tight end Johnny Munt. Great. He's kind of a backup tight end from the Rams. Ten, ten he's a blocking catches. tight end, man. He is a gun. He's going to come in there and block. He's coming off an injury. And then uh, Austin Schlopman, who is a guard center, undrafted, 500 career snaps, 26-year-old sort of a depth guy so yeah yeah. 50 52 snaps last year including 42 at center in a game against the Raiders in Las Vegas and uh, 10 at guard throughout the course Mm. of the entire season 52 snaps in 2021 so uh, I don't know maybe he's a maybe he's a deep sleeper but I think the biggest news that we have seen come across here late in the day on this first day of the NFL league year happy league year to everyone who (laughs) celebrates right yeah. Yeah. Ben Gessling from the Star Tribune tweeted out 
As the Vikings try to sort out their cap situation, sources continue to say that they've been trying to trade Daniil Hunter, who's got an $18 million roster bonus due on Sunday. Yeah. Hunter has a $25.83 million cap figure for 2022. The Vikings need to clear space to make their new deals official and also to, if they, this is the conundrum. They got these other, they got these two dudes, they, they, well, four dudes, but two dudes, let's be honest. That yeah. they that they just agreed to terms with, so they need they need room for those guys, and also, I don't know, maybe they look at the offensive line and say, "Well, it's great actually," but we look at the offensive line and the fact that they have one starting cornerback, and like they need to add more things. <laughs> yes, so, they do. Cornerbacks but, as well. Yes. So where are you guys at with this? I mean, do you, is I, it kind of feels like this Daniil Hunter thing may be holding them up from doing other things. And if they're trying to trade him, you know that now you now you got those negotiations happening with other teams. So what do you make of this? At first, I was uh, I'd say as the after Kirk was restructured or I should say signed to an, an extension. At first, on Monday, as the legal tampering period started, I was sort of frustrated by okay, what what's next? Because Again, Phil, to your point, if you're going to contend, which, by the way, keeping Kirk implies that you're going to contend, you need cornerbacks, you need guards, you need a center, preferably, or a guard, not not plural, probably. But so then I was frustrated. And then Tuesday, I was sort of just like, okay, what's going to take place next? And now I am thoroughly, thoroughly confused. And here's why I'm very confused. And if somebody can explain this, that's fine. But everybody I've asked has told me the same thing. The Vi- people continue to write, and it's accurate, that the Vikings have the right to restructure contracts, which means physically go in and change them. Um, the number one is the guy that you brought up and the guy that was uh, reported on by Gessling, which is Daniil Hunter. You have the right, as far as I can tell, under the contract that was negotiated last year that, by the way, made him and his camp happy to go in and and take the $18 million roster bonus, convert it to a signing bonus, give Hunter more of his money fit right now, and, and then over the course of the contract, spread out the cap hits. So, yeah. so you could get the cap hit down. Now, why that makes sense is you could be active right now. Like if you created cap room, you could be active signing a guard, let's say, signing a cornerback. Well, they did, say. okay, okay. Schlotman is here. They uh-huh. did sign a guard. Okay, Schlotman's I don't know. Schlotman's here to save the day. <laughs> slots, 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 slots. Actually, we should break that back out. Jägerbomb, Jägerbomb. Anyway, so, so, you know, they could do this with Hunter. They could certainly, you know, it wouldn't be hard to call up Thielen and say, hey, dude, do you want to stay? And he'd be like, oh, yeah. And you'd say, okay, we're going to get your contract down. So they could actively be working on contracts right now or should have been actively doing this a couple of days ago to be very active right now. Because once you sign Kirk to an extension, you're telling us, Declan, Phil, Judd, we're in for 2022. Okay, we might not agree with that philosophy, but if that's your philosophy, you're in. Instead... I don't know what they're doing. They're like slow playing the ability to create cap room, which is not really very smart when the upper echelon guys are flying off the board and you've signed uh, Schlopman and you signed Munt 
which sounds more like a law firm to me than football players. Oh, my God, it does. Schlopman and Munt. Schlopman oh, my God, Munt. it does. If you've been in an accident, Schlopman and Munt are here for you. We do not... one. Yes, exactly right. Call Schlopman and Munt today, then you'll Free have consultation your way. Yep. way. Think about it. Hi, I'm Johnny Munt. And hi, I'm Austin Schlopman. We can make that DUI go away. Oh, hey, yeah. You need you right... cash now? If you need, if you need... Someone to block your legal problems. It's I avoided money. holding penalties all my life. Let me tell you how to avoid holding penalties in life now. So anyway, I'm very confused, you guys. Seriously, I'm not kidding. About that. Well, it, I, man, it, it kind of feels like outside looking in, it kind of feels like they're a little overwhelmed by the to-do list. You know, the, the to-do list, go back five weeks, was about as complicated as – Almost any team's to-do list. You, you, first of all, it started with the quarterback, and you got differing opinions in the room with the different stakeholders involved, ownership, front office. You know, Everyone's got an opinion, and, and they were very much torn internally and then trying to figure out, okay, what will Kirk's side agree to? And, and then if, if he won't, okay, and then we got to talk to teams about a trade. And that took up for sure days and maybe even weeks of bandwidth behind the scenes and then there's the the Daniil Hunter thing. I mean, I, I wouldn't be shocked if with all the different plates they've been trying to spin over the last four or five weeks, and they got a later start with hiring their head coach who needs input than all the other teams, if not that this like snuck up on them, but just like this is a mountain of decisions to make that involves so many variables that are out of your control, and here they sit. Now, to your point, why don't they – like they could just unilaterally – Yes. Restructure Daniil Hunter's contract. Correct. And maybe they will. Maybe that's the plan B. And they've got, you know, plan A is, well, we'd like to get him signed to an extension, or we'd like to maybe plan A is we'd like to trade him, but that's taking longer than than usual. And and for whatever reason, yeah. now eight of the top ten guards are off the board. You know, the top three or four centers are off the board. So now like your avenue to fix your offensive line and free agency. And and again, what, another thing we don't know is especially with an analytically driven general manager, I think the philosophy there would be don't overpay for a guard in free agency, especially when you have limited cap space, which to us watching the guard play here for the last six years is like blasphemous. No, just pay whatever it takes. But someone coming in with fresh eyes might say, eh, we're not going to overpay for a guard in, in, in compound roster and, and positional spending problems. But the Daniil Hunter thing, so so that's the first one. What I don't understand about that entire situation is that didn't sneak up on you. Like you've known that that had, that that is a key. I mean, there there were the day that Quasi took the job, right, Phil? There there were like let's say three to five just to do right now. You've got to start working. Kirk, which got done. Daniil, Thielen, whose contract has to come down. Like it makes no sense to pay him what what he is due. It makes sense to keep him at the right price. So that's what I don't get. Like, like I understand if you were trying to sign guys right and left on the market and, oh, it falls through, you get outbid. That that happens. It's frustrating, but it happens. But internally, like, there were some checkpoints here that had to be addressed. And if you're going to keep Kirk, you need to to then say, okay, we don't want to pay a guard too much. But we know damn well that part of this guy's problem is his interior protection. 
has not been sufficient. And I, I think, Phil, you brought this up a couple of days back, and you're probably right. There's actually a football case to be made that if you're going to overpay, if Kirk's your quarterback, if you have two what we consider to be potentially position-wise disposable spots, running back and guard, like you don't want to pay him a ton. I think your point, and you're right, was the Vikings pick guard. Because like it's more important to get Kirk interior protection. You're paying Dalvin a ton, like too much. So I agree with you that there might be things that overwhelmed and snuck up on them. But some of the internal stuff to me is not excusable unless there's something that we that they aren't telling us because they don't want to. And we just flat out don't know. Yeah. You know, I think the other thing that I'm just trying to untangle here, not just with today and this week, but the last two months of process and everything that led them to bringing Kirk Cousins back for a couple more years. And it's now been 17 years of Wilf ownership, 17 years, 17 seasons. 2005 was the first season. Sure. The average record of the Vikings over that stretch, eight and eight. And I want to say about two thirds of those seasons have been seven, eight, nine or 10 win seasons. They are the NFL's median. The Vikings are, if there, if there is, all right, what is the median NFL team? What is the exact middle, mid-tier NFL team over the last two decades, it is the Minnesota Vikings, save for you know a pop-up season once every nine or ten years where they go to the NFC Championship game with Brett Favre, 39 years old, or Case Keenum you know, just having this random season as a backup. Right. And this offseason, to me, with the re-signing of Cousins, who is the gravitational pull toward 500, this offseason, to me, just feels like more doubling down on the median, on eight wins. I get that now it's, it's more like eight and nine or nine and eight. But I get your point. That's, what's, that's, like, that's the mind-numbing thing about this franchise. Like they, they are so afraid to deviate from that median because, oh, boy, if you, if you get it wrong, it's, you, you don't want to live life as a Lions fan or owner or a Jets fan or Browns from 1999 through you know, 2019. Right. But are you really like right now as it stands, they're running it back with, with a roster that's another year old? Like, do they do they really look around the league and say, yeah, firing Mike Zimmer? And even if, hell, even if they add, let's say they do wind up adding, like, one meaningful offensive lineman or something. I mean, are they really looking at this and saying coaching was the difference between missing the playoffs and not making the playoffs but contending for a Super Bowl? Because that's the thing that I think people get mixed up with. It's. Well, well, hey, Mike Zimmer was kind of a garbage fire coach at the end there. So if you replace him, then you're a playoff team. Being a playoff team is not the bar for this franchise. Winning a Super Bowl is the bar for this franchise. So why are you sitting here again for like the fourth straight offseason with a good, not great quarterback who's making a lot of money? He still has like the fifth or sixth highest cap hit trying to squeeze cap space where you can. You're jammed up against the salary cap. Maybe you can get the 12th best guard or something. Like, it's the same offseason as they've had the last two years. And I get that we're like four hours into the league year, and so like, they, there's more moves that could potentially be made. But 
It's not like they're sitting on a boatload of money and half of the good free agents or more are off the board. They're gone. And you've you've also missed a window here, unless there's a bunch of trades coming, and maybe Daniil Hunter is the first of a handful of trades, but like you've got some aging players that probably aren't leading you to a Super Bowl at this point. And this is a great chance to capitalize on whatever value they have left. You could trade those players, Daniil Hunter being you know example number one, for draft capital that can help you quickly restock the cupboards with talented young first and second round players. Mm-hmm. But it's like they're sitting on the fence with all of this. Make Do one thing or the other. Either go for it or strip it. And re-signing Kirk, but trading Daniil is, is sort of like, think about that. We're going to re-sign Kirk. Right. It makes less sense. Daniil, like, and, and if you had your choice, so if I, and if you knew nothing about them as people, just players, and I came to you tomorrow and said, what's going to hurt your franchise more? You would say trading Hunter. He's flat out one of the best players. Like Kirk, Kirk, we talk about is, you know, take your pick 10 to 14, right? We talk about when Hunter is healthy. He is top five at what he does. In the entire National Football League. There's no question about it. He's a magnificent player. Um, This is as confused as I've ever been by this team. They have been been incredibly active when they they have cap room, so it's not an older cheap problem. They have, when Childress got here, and my God, he had his faults for sure. But if you recall, they got Lieber and Hutchinson and Longwell and Chester Taylor, and they basically said, we need to retool. We know that, and we're doing it. And, you know, it didn't work, but I give them credit for it. And what they are doing now to me, I, I'm not joking. It makes no sense. Like I have, I feel like I'm looking at a puzzle that's sort of half done and someone's hiding the rest of the pieces. I want to know what they are doing. By the way, here's a glimpse. And again, they probably weren't going to re-sign Tyler Conklin. So it's not, this isn't about Tyler Conklin, but Tyler Conklin told the Pioneer Press, we were in so Conklin is a jet now. He said we were in communication with the Vikings, but with some of the cap stuff, it was just a tough situation. I understood that it just didn't work out timing wise. It's going to be bittersweet leaving Minnesota. So like the Vikings were in contact with Tyler Conklin. You know, yeah, you know, be, you know, we could maybe make this work, but we we got some cap stuff to figure out. And he's like, all right, that's all right. I got an offer over here. How many other players has that happened with? Where just if you could just hold on, just. Just give it like a day. We got to do this, 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 and they're like, ah. Well, Sorry. and tight end. Look, I'm guessing that Irv Smith Jr. is going to come back fine. So tight end is not going to be like a priority position to pay guys at. I totally get that. But until we find out something is different, this this feels to me like a combination of two things. The one that you talked about, Phil, mm. which is which is there's a lot of chefs, which I hate in sports, but there's a lot of chefs and they're all trying to cook and they're like, put this in. No, do this. No, do that. And the second thing is two young guys starting jobs who appear to be overwhelmed. Yeah. Well, like I- this feels like they are overwhelmed. And look, they're both new at this. And yeah. if I have my bosses trying to tell me, oh, you got to resign, Kirk, you got to do this and do I'm probably going to start to question myself some too. And I'm not saying that they're not going to be good, but there like is no common sense feeling for, oh, I sort of get this. I yeah. sort of get. And if you trade Hunter now, 
tell me what the so you've traded your best end you you basically you basically at nose tackle cut Pierce to save room and signed the guy from the Bills to replace Pierce so that's not like an upgrade there um you signed a veteran linebacker but I'm not sure that Kendricks is not gone and so it does it feels to me like we're in a situation with a lot of people telling Quazy what he should do and it seems to be a lot right now well I also think and you know Eric H here chimes in on the uh, purple daily comments the YouTube comment section these guys are in full-blown panic mode and it's mid-march I mean I guess we're I guess we're kind of full-blown panic I don't know I, I don't think like I, I'll speak for myself I'm, it's not panic it's just like I'm just I'm, I'm looking at this and saying, okay, so the worst place to be year in and year out is where the Vikings have largely been for 17 years, which is average of eight wins. Eight wins, seven wins. Oh, a little nine-win action over here. Ooh, look at that. Oh, flirted with the playoffs there. That was great. Yeah. But, but it's a terrible place to be in because you're not actually a Super Bowl contender. You know, it's not like people say, just get in. That ain't true. You don't. You're, you're not just gonna. You're gonna just get in and win right. four non-home games and win a Super Bowl. Right. No. You get. You got to get in with like twelve or thirteen wins. Play a home game. Get a bye. Like that's that's the surefire path to Super Bowl contention. And the Vikings are rarely that. Yep. So like obviously you would rather be you know eleven, twelve, thirteen wins than seven, eight, nine wins. But then I would rather be at this point three or four wins or five wins for a minute while I collect draft capital. And what makes no sense is you just you just locked into two more years of Kirk Cousins, and the next story out of the gate is that you're trying to trade one of the best edge rushers in the NFL. Correct. Now, if right. you've decided that medically he's just not reliable, okay, but other teams are going to see that too. It doesn't feel like that though. It, 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 if either either stock up on draft capital, including trading Kirk Cousins, which they had offers for. Mm-hmm. And just go all in for a 2023 window reopening because you can rebuild quick in the NFL. Right. Or <laughs> trade draft picks for established players, and you got to work some cap magic to make that happen in some ways too. I'm sick of this, like, riding the middle. Let's have Kirk Cousins on the team and then draft 38 players over three years and not use any picks to get established players. Like, you want to be the Rams? People always talk about, the Rams blueprint. Look what they did with Matthew Stafford. Yeah, they traded all their first-round picks for like seven years to get established players to put around Matthew Stafford and Sean McVay. Mm-hmm. They gave him actual chess pieces. Mm-hmm. So, like, the Vikings are constantly trying to ride that middle ground of, oh, we got, okay, we got the quarterback, but okay, let's, uh, let's not go too crazy, you know, making trade. Let's be looking out for the future, too. And I, it just feels more... Of like more of the same so far this offseason, and I get that I'm probably overreacting in the first four hours. Yeah, but hold on a second here because because um, Dex just put up, up that comment from the real Jabroni that says trust the process. The league year is four hours old, and I got another uh, tweet today saying, "Come on, Judd, you do know that the season t- does not start until September, right?" Ladies and gentlemen, if you're going to be a Vikings fan, if you're going to be a National Football League fan, we need to, and like you're going to be in on on what we're talking about here. The league is 12 months long. The games start in September. But at 3 o'clock today, you know what started? A player procurement process that's incredibly important to be done right. 
So, like, this whole thing about, well, it's March. Who ca- Are you kidding me? I mean, do, do you get to, to the draft and say, it's April. Let's not do the draft. Let's just, let's get out of the draft. Of course not. These are all incredibly important steps to building your team, not just for opening day in September, but for the rest of time, for the, re- for the next five years. And the important thing today is not that the Vikings are not signed, guys. That's frustrating, and I get that they don't have cap room. The important thing about today is why they haven't signed guys and what they're, they're doing. And I guess the one thing I will say is this. You don't really care that much about th- this team if, and this is the if, okay? If you're like, well, just trust the team, then you don't really care about the team. Because if you really think a team that Phil just said in 17 years owned by, by what's a decent group, not great, but they're decent, and their average wins are eight, okay? Are you telling me that's cool? Like, oh, trust the Vikings. First of all, we don't know a thing, and they might be good. I'm not, I'm not panicking, but we don't know a thing about O'Connell and Quasi as far as what they're going to do here, okay? So we have no background. We have no, oh, I, oh you don't understand. Quasi won uh, six Super Bowls, and O'Connell was actually the head coach. Yeah. No, that's not the case. So my point is, you can't just say, oh, don't don't get excited today. Who cares about this? They just committed at least two more years to a very well-paid quarterback, who if you're going to do that, the move then is, okay, you're, you're in. I don't agree with it, but you're in, so let's go in. And now you're saying, I, I don't really want to go in. So what are you doing? But don't – it frustrates me to no end to be like, well, it's March. So I got bad news for you, folks. In June, there ain't 15 great players who are going to pop up and just be, oh, I just signed 15 guys, right? Like today, Phil, eight of the 10 top guards are gone, right? Yes. Okay. Eight of the top it, 10 It might guards, actually be nine now. Okay. I saw some other dude just signed. But the point is, they're gone. Let me see here. just want to make sure. Uh, I don't think Andrew Norwell has signed. Uh, Daryl Williams, has he signed? Actually, he's more of a he's yeah. more of a tackle. But the now. point is, the point is, know. the guys that we were talking about, this team getting one of them to protect Kirk. Which, by the way, we were talking about getting a guy to protect oh. Kirk. Yeah, Austin so Blythe. Austin Blythe. Okay. Is the of this I just get really frustrated with this whole thing of like, if you don't care about March, that's your prerogative. Check out. See you in September. See you in September. But if you don't care about that then you don't really care about what this show is about because a Super Bowl championship is not won from September through February. Yeah. I'm also trying to sit here and just put myself in their shoes. Okay. What is, you know, they're, they've kind of committed to like a two year Kirk window here. And then, you know, after that, it's kind of a blank canvas because you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. And you can't, you can't credibly say that you're trying to win a Super Bowl if you don't know who your quarterback's going to be. So really we can only evaluate them in this two year window. And I'm trying to logically deduce this, right? I don't think it makes sense to re-sign Kirk Cousins to two more locked-in seasons if you're not trying to compete for a Super Bowl, right? Correct. Stop me if I'm wrong here. No, you're in. I think some people would say, well, no, I mean, like, you just want want to make sure that you have a competitive quarterback. Okay, but, again, (laughs) paying over $30 million while you're trying to retool, like, your roster's not good enough. It's not like four years ago or like the Rams where, hey, everything else is ready to rock. Or the Colts, 
Right. Everything's ready to rock. We just need that dude at quarterback. Mm-hmm. Okay. And, and you've been financially responsible under the salary cap, and you can fit that contract in like they could in 2018. Okay, now it makes sense to plop that guy on top of a great roster, inside of a great car, go drive it. That's not the case here. They have a ton of roster work to be done. I mean, that's the biggest complaint, right? Kirk needs more help. Yes. Get Kirk a line. Get Kirk a defense. Yes. Get Kirk this. And those those points are all valid. Okay. So they're doing it the opposite way now as they did four years ago. Okay, well, let's start with Kirk because we know that we like Kirk, and we know that he's one of the 15 best quarterbacks in the world. So we're going to start with Kirk. We're going to bring his cap number down a little bit. It's still, it's still pretty high. It's still you know one of the five or six highest in the NFL, but it's lower than it was a week ago. Mm-hmm. Okay, now but now we got to now we're kind of sitting at the same stoplight here. We got to fix the roster that's been letting Kirk down. How do we do it? Well, we can clear a little room here and there. It just doesn't like. What is the path to Super Bowl contention in 2022 or 2023? And if you can, okay, so if you can logically get to that point where it's like, God, actually. If we're looking at this objectively, it is really, really hard to to do the things you need to do in free agency and then nail blue chip, like ready to rock players in the draft to help you in 2022-23. So if you can't compete for a Super Bowl, then take the two second rounders from Cleveland or whatever the offers were and just get on with it. Just rip off the Band-Aid, clear the cap space for 2023, Yes, get tons of draft capital and go go in 2023 right that's what i don't get like i in this this daniel hunter stuff it's like dude he's your best player <laughs> well justin and, jefferson's probably their best player but like and, he's one of your two or three best players and you're gonna you're trying to win a super bowl and you're gonna trade him and if for nothing a, for a second yeah, rounder like and what? if nothing else un- unless he has a clause that we don't know about if nothing else convert the roster bonus to to a signing bonus today and have money to work with. Like it just doesn't, I I am just one. I'm perplexed. I have no idea what they are doing, which is tough to watch. And two, I just get really frustrated with this notion of, Oh, relax. Don't like, no, this is no time to relax. This is go time. This is go time. But I mean, it, it's not like they're like, Oh, it's no big deal. Like this is when you build, this is when you make, the most important decisions that impact your roster. And do you need Daniel Hunter's permission to restructure his contract no. or no? No, so that's that, the thing is, so unless that's what I don't get. Well, that's what I'm saying is it feels like there's something we don't know. It feels like, I don't know if, because, because technically you could do it. You could have done it and it's done. And now you've got, so I feel like there's a missing piece here, but if there is, then they screwed the pooch. There shouldn't be. So, yeah, it's uh, it's just kind of weird, man. It's kind of weird. Now, all right, what if they, let's say tomorrow morning, they announce a Daniil Hunter restructure, and they, you know, maybe they clear, maybe they restructure somebody else, yeah. Harrison or something. Yep. And uh, and they announce J.C. Treader. They bring they bring veteran top five center in who got cut from Cleveland. J.C. Treader. Okay. It's a start. Yeah, it's good. That's okay. So now you've kept your elite edge rusher. You're crossing your fingers on health, and you've massively upgraded one of the most important positions on offense. And you've and you've uh, you got you got an actual veteran player in who knows what he's doing. Okay, and then and now maybe maybe guard is kind of open for 
Wyatt Davis or whatever, because like, you can't afford both in free agency. Okay, like that's the that's the type of thing that would get me. I'm not going to put them above the Rams, the Buccaneers, and the Packers and the NFC off of that. But like that's the type of thing that okay, now I can see I can see a path here. I can see what you're trying to do. I can see what you're trying to how you're trying to mold this thing to win and and to get to an NFC Championship game and cross your fingers in 2022. Trading to Neil Hunter. You might as well trade Kirk Cousins too, and you can't now because the ink is dried. But you should have. If yeah, you're gonna no trade, right. if you're gonna trade one, you should just trade both. I, I, right. I would even say, like, if you're gonna trade Kirk, I could, I could get on board with keeping Daniil because he's 27, and he's still gonna be in his prime when you're ready to pop again in 2023, 24. But he's that ship player. has sailed. Yep. No, he is the better player. There's no question. Yeah, that's that's okay. If they did what you said, and Treader gets signed tomorrow, Hunter stays. At least it starts to make some sense then. Um, currently, it doesn't. And and I guess I guess why I am a little bit not just perplexed but frustrated is is this hunter thing seems to be dragging out. Like this is not the time to be haggling. This is the time to to be. This is why supposedly the contract had a very clear cut language, right? That you could make this move now because. They haggled with him last year and, yeah. and it got done. And so it feels like it feels like there's an unnecessary hang up here. That's again stopping you from possibly trying to build the best team. All right. Nine Toes Fishing says unwatchable, all this what? complaining. <laughs> what do you want? Like, do you do you want us to like sugarcoat this? That that's what I don't get. I, what do, I what think... do people want? A breakdown of Austin Schlopman? I think uh, I think that would be great, actually. Yeah, if you could provide a little insight into no, I'm gonna tell you right Austin now. Schlopman. I'm going to tell you right now. Austin Schlopman and Johnny Munt sound like two guys who would enjoy a surly beer. That's exactly right, because when they get done with a long, hard day, you know, fi- fighting off case after case at the law firm of, of Schlopman and Munt, do you know what they look like to do? They like to go to the bar and enjoy a Surly Furious because it's a delicious beer. And it's hard being Schlopman and Munt. I have a a lot of respect for that. And so, yes, they enjoy any product from Surly Brewing, but especially the Furious, which is how I'm sort of feeling right now and watching the Vikings spin their wheels. I think if I could just be honest here and self-reflect for a moment, I think I have post-traumatic Vikings off-season stress syndrome where I I just kind of assume, you know, that they're going to wind up doing the same thing that they've done the last few years. Cause that's the way, because I got, we have no other reason to believe otherwise right now. So I am, I am going to back off for now, give this thing some time to breathe. Let's see what happens tonight, tomorrow morning. But, but you know, to your point about the comment about like, it's only March, like no March is the most important time in the NFL, <laughs> yes. March and April to build your team for next year. Yes. And then, then it gets kind of dull unless you're into like, you know, organized team activities in May and June, which we will be. But, uh, but this is, this is definitely the time to build your team. I mean, look at the Buffalo bills. They just lock in Von Miller, like, the Chargers, I mean, the Chargers are going from a non-playoff team to a contender because of March. The Buffalo Bills may have right. found the final piece to be better than the Chiefs because of March. Right. And and the yes. Vikings, ultimately, this is going to sound crazy, but ultimately the Vikings, by re-signing Kirk Cousins, aspire to be competing with teams like the Bills and the Chiefs and the Packers at the top of the NFC or the teams that you might face in the Super Bowl, right? Like, that's that should be the expectation. So that's... I think that's why we're a little overheated here because it's like, guys, this 
urgency. It's go time. It's it's go time. It's go time. You gotta go. So what is the <laughs> so so here's the thing too that I don't get. So we get a lot of in, in our our uh, conversations about Kirk Cousins. We get a lot of well, I mean, look at Kirk's line. What's Kirk supposed to do? So we we have sat here since he got the extension advocating to improve that, right? Like that's the big thing. And so if you're now if you're a Kirk stan or a Kirk defender and you're watching them not improve the line, aren't you like confused? Like do do you want that like it, do the Kirk stands want that excuse? Well, I mean if they don't improve his line, we can still blame that. Like I'm trying to find <laughs> wow. ways to for this team to proactively improve itself. That's a really high level psychological but I mean, work there too. Like maybe they if, don't want the offensive line to be improved because then you can keep using it as a as a right. crutch. A but one. shouldn't that? But shouldn't that be? If you are a Viking slash, especially Kirk fan, yeah, shouldn't that be a goal? Hey, you know what? The guard's good now. What do you think? Well, let me ask you this question because I think, I mean, there's really no, there's like one. I'm looking at the PFF list of guards available now. Um. Some of these guys would still be a huge upgrade over what they've been running out. Like mm-hmm. Andrew Norwell would be a, a big upgrade, but Andrew Norwell is going to go for probably seven or eight million dollars a year that you do not have right now. He also plays uh, uh, Norwell plays left guard, so you'd have to probably move Ezra Cleveland over. He's thirty years old, so I'm just but there, so there's a couple guys out there. But let's say they whiff on these guys for whatever reason; they're just not interested in paying a guard, or they don't have enough cap space. What is your level of confidence that a competent offensive coaching staff can just get more out of the current or similar personnel than Mike Zimmer's coaching staff did? Because isn't that part of it? Like, let's let's develop some of these offensive linemen more than they were under Mike Zimmer's watch. It wasn't like Mike Zimmer was spending, you know, an hour at practice helping Ole Udo and Dakota Dozier and some of these guys and Garrett Bradbury get better. He's over with the cornerbacks and the linebackers. You know, sure. he's he's leaning on a 35-year-old Clint Kubiak offensive coordinator who was the wide receivers coach at Kansas five years ago. Like, that guy was in over his head. Right. So getting a real offensive coaching staff in here should raise the water level of some of the subpar linemen that they've had. Just throwing it out there. It should raise it some, but I don't think that they can make Garrett Bradbury better. Um, now, now if Davis can step in and play guard, that's Mike's fault. Cause he, he didn't play him. So that might help, but I think that they can raise the offense and I think that they can make it better, but I also think it's imperative to, and I'm not saying this in a critical way. I think it's imperative to really give yourself a chance to remove the cousins excuses and, and, the reality of football now is interior defensive linemen are really damn good and they can rush the passer and they can forklift guys like they're they're not fat they're strong and they can and so i don't think that you can stop Garrett Bradbury from being thrown backwards like and i don't think that there's a special diet that you can put him on to bulk him up and oh my god he's not being thrown you know th- three rows into the seats so if it yes. was just a weight thing, it, it would be easy to fix. It's not just his no. Weight, so well, he's just a smaller. I mean, he's just not a big guy. So I don't think you can I can get him to a place where he's going to be good. Do I think you? Do I think the offense can be improved? Absolutely. Do I think it 
can be improved enough if you just plug in a guard who's not great and Bradbury, I think you create problems. And if you're going to go in, I'm going in with at least one of those two spots with a really pretty damn good player. I want to ask the audience here, and we don't have an official poll function here. I just we're, we can we can see the the YouTube comments. Do you think we are being too negative on this episode and too reactionary? Are we are we uh, are we just sort of reacting to like you know decades of pent up Vikings frustration here? Just want to know. So give us a just say yes. You're overreacting in the comment section, or no. You're not. Oh well, my god! It's mostly no. And I'd be <laughs> curious to hear. Okay, Lucas so, says a little bit. Right, I'll react. So, I, I'd like to know too, because <laughs> our fan base is is incredibly smart. How important do you think to today is? Because I think the majority of people who watch us and are very intelligent and and discerning fans, I think that they know that today is a really important day. Yeah. How would you feel? To everyone, you got you guys, Judd and Declan, and, and the audience too. How would you feel if they turned around and traded Daniil Hunter for a second and a third? Second and a third would be underwhelming to me. Do you think they I can think get a first for Daniil? Yes, they I probably they can, can, but I still wouldn't get it. What if it's a first and a third? Like, what did Jared Allen get back in the day? Oh, he got a. Uh, the got Vikings a, paid two two he firsts got a and first, a third, a couple thirds, and, and two thirds. Yeah, it was a pretty. It was steep. Let's say they get a first and a third for, mm-hmm. for Daniil Hunter. Then do, you, you... do you say yes, and what, and, and what would you make of that move? I would say yes to that trade, and I would, it would signify that you get cap space freed, and you look for another defensive end on a rookie-scale contract. That's what I would do. But then you shouldn't have, have recommitted to Kirk. That's and the I, problem. And you should have done it a week ago. So You, you put yourself get, in a, a guard corner. In free well, right, right. <laughs> so weird. But... Why I'd probably, I mean, I'd probably take it too at this point. I I want the draft capital. I do too. Give, give me the draft capital. But then why point. did? But then why didn't you trade Kirk to the the Browns? Who, by the way, now it is abundantly clear would have taken Kirk. Yeah, they're trying to move off Baker. Well, so and they've fast. been trying, and <laughs> oh they've been trying God. to move off of him for for a month now. It's just come to a head because of the Watson talk. I think Chris Mortensen went on ESPN today and said a source yeah. told him that they're going to divorce Baker no matter what happens with Watson because they're looking for an adult to play quarterback. Greatest, that's <laughs> one of the greatest <laughs> quotes I've ever seen. I absolutely, whoever said that, God bless you. That's a great quote. But Phil, would, wouldn't you say <laughs> I would do that trade? So if I if I get a one and three for Daniil, I'll do that trade. But explain to me then what are they doing? Yeah, I it's it's accumulating draft capital to load up for a 2023 to 2026 window makes a ton of sense. And I guess I don't know why you would forego a chance to collect draft capital by turning down offers for Kirk Cousins and then saying yes to offers for Daniil Hunter. Correct. You know, it's it would just be more dissonance. That's the second time I've used that word today. Today it's a great word. I'll say it like I said this morning. <laughs> Unless a great word. Again, I am purely speculating here. This is not uh, at all inside information. But Reckless is there a chance that Daniil Hunter? And again, we're getting this. If you're joining us here in the you know, at the halfway point of this live Purple After Dark, thank you. Click the subscribe button. 
and the, the like button to help spread the word about this Vikings community on Purple Daily. Is there a chance that Daniil just doesn't really feel like playing for the Vikings anymore for whatever reason, doesn't like the scheme fit? I mean, I think they would have figured that out a month ago or three weeks ago, <laughs> right? Yeah. yeah. But who knows? Maybe he, maybe he's looking around and seeing some of these other teams like, I'd rather, whoa, look at the Bills or, oh, look at the Chiefs. I'd rather just go play for a contender. And the Vikings are saying, well, we we would like to just we're just going to restructure your contract and then the Daniel you know, without your permission because we can. And then the Hunter camp comes back and says, you can do that. But my client's not going to show up for training camp. If that's the case, he's going to hold out. Right. I mean, but, the, who, this is like, but then I would have said, okay, I'm still going to execute the change in your contract and we will look to trade you after that. I, I feel like there's a gaping, there's a, a gaping something that we don't get about this. But the problem is, if you're a Vikings fan, it's holding your team back. And questions at that point aren't important. Results are. Yeah. Yep. Well, you know, any other final thoughts from you guys here? Thank you, by the way, to... Uh, Bruins just tied the game. Archner, my uh, night is crap. Ropolis. I uh, love the show, he says. Thank you. My night is going to hell. It's okay. The Timberwolves are destroying the Lakers early on. Just, of course they are. The they Lakers are, are... They are retiring LeBron James tonight, and it is glorious. I am actually surprised that they even showed up to play our Wolves. The Lakers are such a mess. Um, my final thoughts are to end, at least personally, attempt to end on a positive note. My final thought is this. If your scenario that you just uh, said a little while back, that in the morning, they announced the Hunter contract has been converted or fixed. I don't know. And they announce that J.C. Treader has signed. I at least say, okay, I sort of get that now. It makes more sense. Mm-hmm. It makes more sense. My number one frustration coming into tonight's show, though, is why they hadn't fr- freed up cap space to be competitive uh, once Kirk was signed to his extension to have a move or two made that weren't um Johnny Munt yeah. and Austin Schlopman. I think uh, I That's have a theory it. on that too, because you know, overthecap.com a few weeks ago put together sort of a restructure tool for all the different teams, and and without even needing the permission of the players that are under contract, they could do some simple restructures and get like twenty five, thirty million dollars under the salary cap. Sure, but that would be five, six, or seven players and reallocating cap space from two thousand twenty two to future seasons. And I truly think Quasey came in here, smart guy, analytical guy, Wall Street guy, understands how screwed their cap situation is and how mediocre they are. And I think deep down he knew that we really, it would be a really handcuffing, foolish move to just keep kicking six cans down the road. We can't do that. I guess with Kirk, we're going to sign up for a couple more years well, and kick a can, you know, in void years, but we can't do that. Can't do that with six or seven players. Yeah. So I I think they are actively choosing to not do that, but then it's it's bloating their cap for 2022 and making it harder to make this year's team good. Well, you know, <laughs> so you know what, Phil? If you're right, and I mean that sounds really screwed up, but it could be right. If you're right, that would scream to crazy wanted to move Kirk and was told no. And yes. Said, okay. Would. Screw it. Yes, but, it but but if that's how they are operating. That's terrible. So, so like, that's not a, oh, I feel good about that. Like, if what you just said 
which could be right, is absolutely correct, then that is a terrible way to do business because it basically means that you hired a GM and said you can't do part of your job. Yeah. Okay, so I'm not a big fan of that either. So a couple other things of note, too. Jeff Gladney signed a two-year deal with Arizona. Apparently he had double-digit teams interested in him. Because, you know, former first-round pick, he's eligible to play now. Not guilty, so yeah, you're right. And then Anthony Barr. So the Vikings restructured his contract a year ago Mm -hmm. and tacked at least one, maybe two void years on the end, meaning... His payments ran out after 2021, and his contract came to an end. And once that happened, then the void years kick in for 2022-23, where they're sort of stashing. They're paying for bar without him being here. Well, once the clock turned league year 2022 and his contract was officially done, it means that those void year dollars that they're Mm -hmm. paying against the cap Mm -hmm. are on the books which makes it much, much less likely that that uh, Anthony Barr comes back in 2022. So it's all a very convoluted way of saying Anthony Barr is probably gone. So any any notions of you know him playing in a 3-4 defense and seeing what he can yeah. do off the edge, it, it seems unlikely now. We'll see, we'll see how it transpires. So, all right, hey, to 500 football. Roller dome. To the roller dome. Re- Reje- we need a we need a, a towel that says reject five hundred football. Yep. Are you hey? I reject five hundred football. <laughs> Should old free agents be signed by the Vikings and they fail miserably? <laughs> Amazing. Thank you so much, everyone who's hanging out with us here on this first day of the NFL league year. A quiet free agency so far for the Vikings. We'll see if something happens later tonight or tomorrow. This has been Purple Daily, Purple After Dark. See you guys tomorrow.